0: What's up, everybody? What's up? How you doing? Welcome to On the Warpath. It's Sanchez 405. We're live on YouTube, on Twitter, and Facebook tonight. So wherever you are, make sure you like. If you're on YouTube, that make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Join the live and whatever else we're doing here. And then also, if you want to listen to this, this is gonna be on anchor uh tomorrow morning. So you can go back and listen to all of us here. Well, it's just two of us here in one of the best, I call him one of the young savants, one of the young three in the YouTube community for Washington football. We've got Rico from Street Scores here. What's up, brother? How you doing?
1: What's happening, man? Happy to be here talk some burgundy and gold. My boy, Warpad. This is my first time on your channel. I've been on a lot of like collab streams with you on other people's channels. This is my first time on yours, man. And I'm ready to have fun, bro. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces in the comments and everything. I love it.
0: Yeah, shout out to Mike Barrett, Derek B., Justin Coffey, Roger Smith, the OG up in here as well. And um, you can check out Rico. Y'all, really, he doesn't need to introduce himself because he's got this game on lock. But go over to the street, score, subscribe to him Mm -hmm. if you crazy enough not to subscribe to. And then you can also follow him on Twitter at Street Scores Rico. So, uh, And we're here to talk about the draft and what Washington did. And we'll just dive right into it, man. Um, Jamin Davis at pick 19, a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be Jock. It could have been Darisaw, but he went already. And then you find out that that heart defect with Jock was there. So Jamin Davis sitting there could have traded back. What were your thoughts at that pick on 19? Um a,
1: a, a re- it's crazy too cuz like 2 weeks ago I was like it might be Jamin Davis just off of his like after I like noticed his RAS score and his athleticism and, and things like that I was like Michael Parsons may go before our pick and we may just you know convince ourselves of Jamin Davis um like a, a, a officially like originally at that point I was I was a little I wouldn't say disappointed, but I just wasn't super excited. But the more that I went back and watched this tape and then envisioned our defensive line in front of him, which will keep him clean, I'm actually very excited. I think at the end of the day, um, like Mac Miller even said, I think he, you know, should at least be top two in defensive rookie of the year candidates' odds because I mean this defensive line is gonna keep him super clean. All mm-hmm. he has to do is use that freakish athleticism. Um, fairly raw was just a special teams ace until this last is, uh, his last season that he just played. Um, and then he just, I mean, you see the rawness, like you see potential, you see flashes. I think we'll get it consistently out of him. I mean, with Jack derrell Ron Rivera, Two ex linebackers, they're both geniuses. If there's any, if I'm Jamin Davis, if I'm looking around the league and I want a team that I can have my best stats on and stay the healthiest, maybe not necessarily Super Bowl yet, but it, like a team that I want to go to is Jamin Davis, and like this is where I can be set up the best. The coaches, the players around me, it's literally us. I don't I can't pick another team over us that if I'm Jamin Davis, I want to play for.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people looked at that Jamin Davis pick and were like, they could have traded back and got him, they could have, have done this, that, and the third. Um, mm. it's Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, for God's sake. If anybody can get this right and pick a linebacker, I'm trusting these two, right? It's like if you go into a Ford dealership to fix your F 150, you're going to trust the Ford dealership before you trust the Toyota dealership on it. Yeah. And I, I was just like. Uh, but but kind of what you said to his athleticism, man. This guy's a freak. He could co- he was covering Kyle Pitts and held his own against him. That's all you can argue. You <laughs> can argue out
1: of all linebackers, corner safeties, everybody last year, he actually held his own the best. I mean, Kyle Pitts gave Patrick Sertan the business. You right? know, right. so I, I, the potential
0: is there. I agree. Yeah, I, I just thought it was it was really interesting. And what's been our biggest bugaboo on defense? We can't cover tight ends, and granted, we might not have any tight ends that they can cover in practice, so that that probably added to that, (laughs) but you've got (laughs) Evan Ingram, uh, (laughs) Dallas (laughs) Connor is on the rise, and then um, whoever Dallas is going to throw out there against us. But, yeah, um, yeah, man, I I thought Jamin Davis was a good pick. I couldn't agree with you more now. I know you were big on the Trey Lance train, and were you – did you were you sitting there when you're watching draft and you like we could we could make a move for quarterback? Did that ever pass your mind? Were you like, uh, they may go man. in there. Now, when Phils was there at 11, man, uh-huh. I was
1: like, bro, it Gotta be us. And then I saw <laughs> the Bears have traded up. I was sick. I already knew what happened. I already knew they were taking Justin Fields. And to make it worse. You know, since I'm in Atlanta, you know, right. I have fans. I, my, my closest friends, I really don't have any NFC East friends, really. My closest friends are 49ers who took Lance, Bears who took Fields. I got to deal with Colts, Steelers, like all of them random teams. And so, like, everybody was giving me – the business because my 49ers friend wanted fields. He doesn't even care about Lance. My Bears friend that got fields, he's nervous because he feels like the Bears mess everything up. And I'm just upset because like none of y'all are grateful. Y'all took both of my guys and nobody's excited. Like they were all like we'll see. I'm like you should already. I'm mean, out I, I, <laughs> I was, hurt. They made me more mad than them actually getting taken. My friends just, you know, downplaying it, or we'll mess this up, or I'm, that wasn't the guy I wanted. I'm, I'm mad. I'm pretty right. Sick. But it, all in all, though, I'm I prefer them not to force taking a the quarterback they don't love and building the way we did. I feel like we addressed a lot of needs over just forcing it and taking a guy that they're willing to give up on in the next year or two.
0: no man I agree with you there and I I was like wait Chicago jumped and and we know it it was kind of interesting I saw a meme on Instagram and it's like Ohio State quarterback struggling in NFL bears long history with bad quarterbacks and it's like and uh, they're, 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 i didn't so even think I, about I, that <laughs> like, there's some synergy there <laughs> synergy <laughs> but uh uh what's up anna how you doing and uh merrill the og what's up at j Town? and um adraman uh 901 what's up in dc anthony what's up third down how y'all doing and um here with Rico's uh, street scores and Rico, we kind of move over to day two where Washington had three picks and mm-hmm. the first pick and entry shout out to my guy, uh Rolando, who's in the comments. He told me Friday morning, he was like, have you looked at Sam Cosme? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, not really. I hadn't looked at him. I had really just looked at the first round guys. And he said, you need to go look him up. And, Washington went ahead and took him. Guy's athletic. He's played tight end in some packages. Three-year starter at uh, Texas in a pass-happy offense. What What do you see when you look at Cosme? First of all, that tight end part is interesting
1: because, like, you hear about him having a touchdown reception. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure people have actually gone and looked at the play. It was a screen. And he had to run, like, 20 yards. Like, it's not like he was in the end zone waiting for the ball. They threw it behind the line of scrimmage, and he had to run about 20 yards. Granted, they had people in front of him, but still, like, your offensive tackle, you know, even potentially guard, whichever one you prefer, I think more so tackle anyway. To run a screen 20 yards into the end zone is, like, ridiculous athleticism. Um. Uh, the RAS score that he has, you know, relative athleticism score. He's technically statistically, according to how, how fast he is, how strong he is, his size. He's technically the second most athletic tackle drafted since 1987, which means he's, you saw his bench. I think his bench was nine more reps than Trent Williams, a faster, more explosive. So he's just this big ball of clay that we have to mold. And if you can great, I don't love his tape yet, you know, my, one of my main things, and I think I heard somebody like Chris Cooley also pointed out as well, is that he doesn't play angry. Like one of my favorite parts of Quinn and Nelson's game for the Colts is that he just looks like the angriest guy on the field. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Samuel Cosby never looks like he had a bad day. He looks like he's just going out there. ooh, football's fun. Let me block the guy in front of me. That's That's my biggest worry for him. But the athleticism, I trust our coaches to get that athleticism out of them. I just want to I just want to get that out of, attitude out of them. And that and then we'll talk about diami Brown later. He's my favorite attitude out of the whole draft. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, oh man. Oh man. Oh, man. I yeah, I love, man. It. <laughs> love
1: uh, his personality.
0: Yeah, and, and Cosme, you know, I, I think that you look at the what uh Travelle Wharton, the assistant line coach, and uh John Matsko, the offensive line coach, what they did with this offensive line. And uh, something that was a perceived weakness—the left side of the line—they took time and worked on it and fixed it to where it was Schweitzer, and you had Cornelius Lucas out there on the left side. Two guys—you're not thinking like these guys aren't Pro Bowlers or All Pros or anything—but they made it work. They protected. Exactly. They, and I don't think people realize how involved it was. They were protecting for four different quarterbacks. And kept him clean for the most part. Uh, you know, and Kyle Allen, he he is sack proof. Uh Dwayne Haskins, we we know what he is. Alex Smith was a sitting duck there half the time. And then uh you mm-hmm. also had uh Morgan Moses, who I thought played the best out of his uh um, I thought he played great, and Brandon Sheriff played good as an all pro last year going into Man. off quarterbacks to offensive linemen, but I think Cosby, like you said, he could be. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Brody, I'm sorry. Brody, that's the mascot, man. That's the mascot. <laughs> um, my cat will probably wind up in here. What's up, ready, red? And um, I've got a super chat here. Thank you, third down. Now the Washington football team needs to extend Terry and Logos Thomas asap. I agree with. I agree with that. We we need to get our offensive wo- weapons there too. Um. But, yeah, I, I just think that Cosme, man, he could be like Hans Ward, man. If you ever seen Hans Ward's tape, I know it's a wide receiver, but he was always smiling, but he played with an edge. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's maybe my Georgia Cosby, guy right there, too. Yeah, hey, there <laughs> so maybe Cosme can do it. And then uh, Washington went north of the border uh, in, in the second third round pick, and they went and took Benjamin St. Juice, big old boy, 6'3", 200 pounds out of Minnesota. And a guy who started at Michigan was on in, it, he was on injury reserve for him. Michigan, Michigan came out and said he's going to retire from football because of his injury with his hamstring. Then he transferred to Minnesota. The rest is history. What do you think about a guy who can play probably safety and corner, but Jack DeReal says he's going to play him at corner most of the time? Um, I can see corner um, definitely by a
1: size, 6'3". And the way his hips are, like how fluid his hips are, you just don't find that with a guy his size. Now, granted, he didn't test well, but he looks mm-hmm. more athletic than the way he tested on tape. So I'm confident in him. Um, but my thing is, like, even before we took him, I wanted to defeat him LaFonwu because my logic was we have William Jackson locked down corner. Um, but he's more of a speedster, so I prefer him, say, we go against the Buccaneers again. I want him to go against the Chris Godwins. I wanted a bigger guy to go against the Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though I wanted to defeat Tumelafonwu more, I saw the logic behind the, 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 um, the Benjamin St. Juice pick, plus, at the end of the day, He can, you know, potentially move to free safety if we can train him. We can develop him to do that. But at the end of the day, I think when in doubt, we're trying. I think the goal is to groom him to be our cornerback
0: to potentially move Kendall Fuller back in the slot because he's a good outside corner, but he's an elite. Slot corner. Slot corner, yeah. And I thought and, and we saw that weakness against Mike Evans and Kendall Fuller in that playoff game. Yeah. And then you're to have to play him. You're probably gonna have Devontae Adams as a big corner. So you're gonna be playing some big white Galladay. Kenny Galladay is, is, yeah. is in the NFC East now. So you, you've got these cats that are going to uh be big bodies, and that I, I like the St. Juice pick. Um, it really and You kind of look at it, Washington. I, I called these guys. Well, shout out to Micro Mike. What's up, man? Uh, thank you uh for coming stopping by. Check him out. And um, you, you look at these guys, and they didn't get these gold chain players. And now I'm gonna go old school for a second. So we know back in the 80s and stuff, so back when Merrill and Roger and them were in their prime, they used to wear these gold chains, but they used to turn the green the next green all the time. I don't think we went with that. They stuck with their guns. They stuck on that board. And that's what Ron said in his press conference, too. We just stuck with the players that were there. And you kind of find your favorite. They go back on offense. They alternate. Diame Brown out of UNC. Talk about what this what dimension this cap can add to the offense right with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um. First of all, I didn't even think about. It. I didn't notice the fact that we went
1: defense, offense, defense, offense. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until you said it, I didn't even think about it. Um. I loved Deami Brown. When we first took him. I uh, my live reaction. I was a little like I. I didn't really love him because I, I didn't watch a lot of his tape. I didn't expect us to. Um. I mean, I know Chris Sims had him as number three receiver. Um. But still, like I was looking at. More, I was looking at bigger guys because I felt like our need was bigger. You know, can we get the best out of Cam Sims or Antonio Gandy Golden? That's why they wanted to trade for mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry. So I didn't even scout the the smaller guy. I mean, he's not small. He's six foot one, I believe. But I was looking at six foot four guys like Simi Fiocco. So my tape on him was limited. Then I went back and watched this tape, looked, saw some advanced statistics. Oh, still big, still um, being compared to Terry McLaurin and Stephon Diggs coming out of the draft. Um, and then even when I went back to look at him. He's one of the best deep threats, if not the best deep threat last season. Um, if for college, um, and then he's productive. Two back-to-back 1,000-yard years. Um, and he even said it. He said that North Carolina's offense limited him. He says like he has the potential to run more routes in the route tree. They just didn't ask him to do that. He was so deadly and just running straight up. They were like, just keep doing that. We don't want you to do anything else. It's, 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 it. You know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know what I'm right. saying? So I, I believe he has the potential, kind of like a Terry, Terry McLaurin when we drafted him, wasn't a great route runner. Mm-hmm. Now he's one of the best in the NFL. I think <laughs> basically he has the same trajectory and, and projection. Um, But my favorite part about him is his his personality. Like I um foreshadowed a little bit earlier. Um, Like, I'm not sure if you've seen the play, but first round pick, AJ Terrell, and he went to my high school, but I still don't even really like him that much on the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's that good worth the first round pick. Um, But still, man-on-man coverage, Diami Brown pre-snap, before the ball's even hiked, tells the quarterback, throw it my way. Like, I got him. It's, it's easy. We're, I'm making this play. And then he proceeded to go get a touchdown. Now picture how hype Chase Young and everybody would be on the sideline. They see him call the corner out. Oh, this is the guy y'all got guarding me. Throw it my way. Don't even look at him. don't look at Terry McLaurin. Don't look at Curtis Samuel. I got him. Imagine if he does that in a game, how how much harder Chase Young and them are gonna hit. How how much um faster everybody's gonna run. It's kind of like a um that badge in 2K when you dunk and everybody's like energy goes up. It's kind of like the same thing.
0: He just sucked the gravity right out of the building. That'll be uh, oh, boy. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Harland, man. Uh, shout out to Brad Hawk. What's up, Derek? The Dazzling Urbanite. What's up, brother? Damien in here. Uh, Roger and Meryl, they're going to have words with me afterwards after the gold chain comment. Uh, Brown said <laughs> Brown said, "Uh, can get deep, uh, quick. Yeah, it, it was like one play where he's just like, I, I think it was Jeremiah who said it too. That if he gets on top of somebody, it's it's over with. That's end game. It, it's Thanos. Get the, boom like that because it's, <laughs> he's gonna go to the house, and then you give an opportunity for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who right now will probably be the starter coming into uh, week one." And you give him an opportunity to get somebody on the sideline and he could throw out a bounds. But De'Ame Brown's this guy who can go and uh, do. And, and hopefully, like you said, he, he can maybe run some more routes if he felt like he was limited at UNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and- man, I, I love I love how
1: they're building around. Ryan Fitzpatrick, but for the future at the same time. Because this, like, like, even like Diami Brown said, we probably have the fastest receiving core now. We're competing with the Chiefs for like the most athletic, fastest receiving core. And that's ideal for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he doesn't care. He's right. going to throw it up there regardless, receiver open or not. And I know guys like Diami Brown, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin are going to love that because I'm pretty sure Terry McLaurin, it, it's nothing more frustrating than feeling like you're open and the ball not being thrown your way. Ryan Fitzpatrick, at the, I mean, at the very least, is going to throw it your way, whether you're open or not. And I'm excited to see these receivers. You know, they're going to have more responsibility on their shoulders. This is up to me to go make a play now. You know, he's just going to throw it up there. You better beat him
0: because the ball is already out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's it. it's the game. just go out there and play. Hey, hey, it's gonna be like street ball. Hopefully, if we can break these yeah. corners down, it, it it's gonna be fun to watch them. Rock man, what's up, man? How you doing? Thirty five people in the building, thirty nine. I've got on here, so make sure y'all like it up and share it out if you can. Because we're talking, this is a, a first thing. It definitely won't be the last. I can tell you that much oh, right yeah. now because we're having sure. too much fun. Yeah, um, man, dude. But day three gave me so much heartache, so much fun, so much laughter. I mean, it it had so much anger. It was so much emotion on day three, starting in the fourth round. And Washington goes out. They finally get a tight end. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I saw Ben Ben standing. He was like, I was like, tight end. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And then they went and got Norman Bates from Psycho. They went and got his great grandson, John Bates. (laughs) Out of Boise State, the blue turfer. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you this before I even started, I said, Who in the ham sandwich is John Bates? <laughs> like I, I like my grandma's got Bates is in her family. So I'll say, Is this like our cousin or something that just went over West back in the 1800s? But um mm-hmm. the more and more I looked at him, and I'm gonna say this on here, and then I'm gonna get your thoughts. The more and more I looked at his draft pro profile. And with the right teaching, with Pete Hainer, George Kittle. Okay. George Kittle. You look at his draft profile, and you look at George Kittle's uh, draft profile, I'm telling y'all, scary, but they've got similar numbers in college. And then you look at their profiles, man. But I don't know. What did you think about uh, John Bates sitting there? And Brevin Jordan was still on the board as well. What did you think about that?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I was hurt originally because I wanted I was a huge Tommy Trimble guy. I've been Tommy Trimble for months now. That was my comparison to George Kittle, just off of like both of them terrible quarterback, terrible offensive coordinator in um in college. Mm-hmm. And then actually looking at John Bates now, similar situation. Uh, not a good quarterback play, offensive coordinator doesn't know how to use him, untapped potential. You know, I I I had it wrong. I guess I should have been talking about John Bates this whole time because just like you, <laughs> when we first took him, I was like, eh, I mean, I guess I, I knew of him, but I didn't know a lot about him. Went and watched this tape. Um, I love his floor. First of all, he's coming in as that dependable tight end two blocker, but he also has good hands. Um, great flexibility. Um, like he like if you can throw it to him, he's going to find a way to come down with it, even if it's like slightly off over his back shoulder. He just, he's a good ball tracker, and he's also a good contested catch um, maker. So um, his floor is very high, I, and then his potential is there. He ran a 4.8. He didn't test well, but he was like a track mm-hmm. athlete, like doing hurdles or something back yeah. in like high school or college or something like that. So it's there, and I feel like we may be, to be able to unlock it because at the end of the day, Tight ends, not every tight end is, is, is Travis Kelsey. Like, even Logan exactly. Thomas, as much as we love him, Logan Thomas doesn't get open on his own. Really, all he's good at is blocking and catching Was thrown to him. Scott Turner does the rest. Scott Turner is the one that gets Logan Thomas open, not Logan Thomas. So if John Bates can block, which I feel like he will be able to, if he can catch, which, I mean, whoo, what well we had to do with Jeremy Sprinkle, in comparison, <laughs> he's already going to do something <laughs> something better. Um. I, I like the pick. I mean, granted, you can you can point out the fact that maybe you can get him later. But if mm-hmm. you really like a guy, we're not gonna complain three years from now if he's literally a really good tight end too, and saying, Oh, we could have got him in the fifth. No, you're just happy he's on the team right. at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, no, I and I, like I said, that eight, that uh four eights, uh 40 that he had I, I thought pedro had said something on twitter about that and i said i said oh dear god but the more and more i looked <laughs> at him he's a track athlete javelin state hmm. champion he was all state football player and that stuff just doesn't go away it's still yes. there and it's part of his makeup um i'm gonna get to some comments here again shout out to nati dmv sports Zone. he's gonna have wale on um from urban sports scene tomorrow so go check him out uh sharp dude on twitter and everything out there in the richmond area uh would say what's up am hunter says yo sanchez yo rico athletic and versatile players we selected absolutely and rogers says useful exervience is what uh see young brains at insane level which is infectious to the rest of the team that energy just keeps every uh, gets everybody hyped to win Shout out to the Dern part of the AISN along with Micro Mike. Shout out to him. Go subscribe to Dern. Good dude there. From the hometown of Trey Lance as well, too. So uh, I know they're celebrating okay. up in Marshall, Minnesota. Uh, Nati, go do your research, son. Uh, <laughs> get those likes up. Dude preaches knowledge. I'm trying. Justin uh, <laughs> Coffee also said kind of what we alluded to. John Bates is slow. Uh, Barrett Downing says, What's up, guys? H C T R forever. Fo- Excuse me, that's not for, that's forever. That's forever. Forever. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you for um helping out the channel. Thank you. Bless you. And then we've got Hawk as well. What are the chances we keep seven receivers and convert one of them to tight end? By the way, I'm you tech guy uh (laughs) when both of your shows get picked up oh okay you're our tech guy gotcha (laughs) (laughs) appreciate you brother so that's a good question by um by derek there so what do you think i don't think we're going and you've uh, you did your um roster preview today and i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but i i saw it come up on my notifications um what do you what do you think or you don't want to give any spoilers do you think it's uh do you think we're going to go with seven? Oh, no. Well,
1: first of all, I mean, I, I rock with you. I'm, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to save nothing like, nah, y'all need to go look at my channel. Now. I'm going yeah, to straight I up answer you. the question. Um, it's, not, it's definitely not that sense. I rock with all of y'all, man. Y'all, I know, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. Though. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, nah, I don't think. I mean, some people have talked about Cam Sims or Kelvin Harmon. I think Kelvin Harmon, maybe, just because he's already a good blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just don't. It's it's kind. Of, it's harder to transition to tight end than people think. Like um, yeah. being able to be a dependable like Calvin Harmon's good at blocking DBs. Is he going to be able to block Chase Young? That like that's that's where it comes. That's what it comes down to. I don't necessarily see it in my opinion. Plus, we went and signed another guy earlier today. Um get y- Yelder from Yelder, um
0: Dion Yelder and yeah, uh, yeah. Steven Linden or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're 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 trying to bring in as many tight ends as possible, which shows me that I don't think they're gonna try to transition a receiver from tight end. Maybe before, like we drafted John Bates, we brought in Samus Reyes and um signed Yelder today. Maybe. But I think today, like the fact that we already have like seven tight ends on roster, I think they're just going to try to because remember, we still have Tamarick Hemingway, Marcus Ball, guys like that. I think they're just going to figure it out within that group.
0: Yeah. And pretty much the theme of the, the tight end room is if you have a pulse, if you can walk and you can chew bubble gum at the same time you can probably play tight end for the Washington football team right now. That That's just – and this is why our linebackers have struggled because they don't have tight ends to cover right now. So I think we've got about eight on the roster here. Uh, Shout-out again to uh, uh, Hawk. Matt Williams up in here. Let's go. Hail to the football team. Stephon says, uh, we picked up Sam and Reyes. Him and B. Jordan are the same type of players. We needed a block tight end. Hey, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And um, what do you think before we go back and draft? What did you think about them picking up um uh Samus Reyes? Oh
1: yeah, I was really excited. Um, you know me, I'm the freak athlete lover, like the Jeremy Chins, the Cal Duggars. So we brought him in, and then I heard like other teams wanted him, but he preferred to go to us because he already, I think he already lived there, or his girlfriend lived there, or something like that. So we were like chosen. Um, I was really happy about that. I think the Giants and the Eagles were also interested. So that means we took a guy from them on top of everything else. Um, But I mean, it just depends on, can he take a hit? Mm-hmm. Can he catch? And will he be like, he? he's plenty strong. I think he had more bench reps than Trent Williams, more than Nick Bosa, like all <laughs> of these really strong guys. Um, It's just, can he get the technique down for blocking? If he can do those three things, literally better jimmy graham but will it take a year will it take two years so it's kind of one of them out of sight out of mind things i don't want to keep thinking about them because i'm gonna keep getting excited and then what if we don't even see him play in a game to like week 10 type of thing so right um but i'm like, i'm really excited though
0: yeah and uh shout out to Duran said don't laugh how well do you think the lions will do playoffs i keep on telling you that i'm gonna tell you that till the end praise the lord what's up cousin mm-hmm. Dwayne? go and check him out as well um let's see here roger trying to get everybody at least the new comments in here this is fun what's up soul mender how you doing um okay do 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 do, boom brevin jordan uh, i wanted brevin yeah i wanted brevin jordan too alexander wilson (laughs) said honestly draft grades right after the draft are useless Washington hasn't gotten an A on drafts, but three years later, uh, that draft sucks like in 2017's draft. Yeah, it's true. Um, And, you know, I think it's kind of an interesting dynamic, too. A lot of people said, uh, tend to give Kyle Smith praises when we we picked good. But then, and also, thank you for the super chat, too, Alexander. I appreciate you. Um, They gave Kyle Smith praises when the picks went good, but they would lean on that crutch of, bruce allen when it was bad so yeah. I, I mean and now you've got kyle allen down there in your neck of the woods so what i, I mean so what do you think about that like when kyle All, I, i'm not kyle I'm kyle smith uh went mm. out there and um to atlanta what do you think we lost for him i know i'm kind of going off the beaten path but we're talking about Derek Forrest after this question Oh no, fine, just fine. Um, yeah. well, first of
1: all, I mean, you know, Falcons, I hate more than the other team. I mean, I hate the Cowboys, hate the Giants, Eagles, and all of that, and the Patriots. But the Falcons are number one. Um, so now I have to root against them, like with a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not like I agree. Like, I mean, nobody talks about how bad our second round picks have been for like three years. It was like Sue so Ravens, yes. Darius guys. Like it's been terrible, and then the Trey Apkeys of the world. The 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 I mean my boy I like Sean Dion Hamilton but he was an injury risk when we took him and it never worked out Um, I mean just look at the turnover rate from the draft picks we've had I mean we've had the sleepers like Cameron Curl Terry McLaurin in the third even the Antonio Gibson I heard was more of a Scott Turner guy like and then I think mm-hmm. we got Terry McLaurin off of Dwayne Haskins recommendation Um, so it's just you, like Dwayne. really who yeah I mean hey <laughs> he did something right. Um, so like I mean how much credit and blame do we give to Kyle Smith honestly cuz again these second round picks have been terrible I and mean, it was almost that people were saying we should use our second round picks trade like the next four and try
0: to move for a quarterback cuz we don't use them right anyway Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so dear God, cause me, please cause me work out. Please work out, man. Uh, Please break the curse. Yeah. break curse. (laughs) We are going to get to that here in a, in a little bit. Once we get through traffic, that's our next, that's my next big question. Um, Let's see hundred percent. And y'all can check out my ISN video because I did that on Saturday before uh, Ben Barnwell started talking about it. Do you guys see how piss Eagles, how pissed the Eagles got when the Lions took uh McNeil? I I'm yeah, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, let's
0: that see. And one more super chat here from Alexander. Top Tub- doubling up. Thank you, brother. Uh, mm-hmm. thoughts on Vera saying Fitz may be more than a one-year solution. It sounds like he might be back in 20 uh 2022 from what uh they are saying. Oh god, I'll let you take that one first. What uh, <laughs> we, we, how would you feel if the Amish beard <laughs> by way of Arizona and Harvard-educated man Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back for it seems like his 20th season in the NFL uh, with Washington.
1: As long as we have a quarterback behind him learning, I'm good. But if, if we're just like, oh, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we're just like we still don't know, I'm going to be a little disturbed. Um, well, But then we'll see. I mean, I think they said – Ryan Fitzpatrick over the last three seasons has a higher QBR than Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. This is he's literally playing his best football now, but still, he's not a long-term solution. I feel like there's always going to be those random games where he he I mean, he's going to win you some games, he's going to lose mm-hmm. you some games. Um, but as long as we have a developmental quarterback behind them, right now, my favorite so far. I haven't watched a lot of tape on them. But next year's draft, my boy Malik um, Willis, that's oh, my Liberty. favorite so far. Yeah, so if we can, if if we have a guy like that developing behind him, I'm straight. But if it's just Ryan Fitzpatrick and we still don't know behind it, I'm gonna be a little sad.
0: And Alexander, one more super chat here. Don't forget that Steiner's hand picked. Uh, Haskins and Geist. A lot of bad choices of a team came from Snyder. Don't forget, you're right. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. You, you're right. Askins, uh, to Strip club Simba, and um, I'm not even going there with Darius Geist. But um, yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely right, I was saying. Thank you again for the super chat. Washington should trade for Rogers and get him out of the NFC East, NFC North. We'll get to that here. Uh, but we got a couple more picks. Derek Forrest. Seems it, a lot of people are saying that he may be uh, has free safety ability, three years uh, starter captain at Cincinnati. I think of him more as a box safety from what I've seen. And it was ironic that uh, Ron Rivera actually announced that pick. I thought he may have put Landon Collins on notice. But from what you see for Derek Force, what do you like? And then what are some things you think he can improve on?
1: Um, well, mainly I love his athleticism. I think he has the athleticism to play free safety because if you look at all of the top free safeties Trey Boston, Justin, um, Justin Simmons, Anthony Harris, I think they all ran in like the four fives, four sixes, and um, Derek Forrest is in the four. four. So, like, the athleticism is there, but mm-hmm. on tape, I haven't seen it. Like, he just doesn't have the instincts. So, I agree. I think he's more of a like Cameron Curlish role, honestly, like just somewhere. In the box, kind of back, but not all the way back by himself, single high. Like, I feel like we need so, yeah, I agree. I think it's more of a put Landon Collins on notice. I think he steps in and is uh, and is like immediately our special teams ace, probably a Deshaze Everett replacement if they're ready to move on from him as our like special teams that guy that goes down and makes the tackles. Um, what I don't like again, um, again, I don't I haven't seen free safety yet from him. I haven't seen um even though he plays well in the box and he's pretty straight in coverage and he's not afraid to hit people. He I've seen him miss quite a bit of tackles on tape. Um and then, yeah, I mean he's just a developmental guy. I may not even see him contribute to anything other than special teams maybe until like 2 years down the line. We'll see. Uh, again, freak athlete. I love my freak athletes and I'm yep. I'm down to give them chances.
0: Versatility um remains uh very very important for Ron Rivera and everything. Um and then Didn't have a sixth-round pick originally. Traded back in to the sixth-round. I was like, oh, God, what are we going to take it in the sixth round? They addressed the biggest need on the team. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't easy easy being cheesy. (laughs) Cameron Cheeseman, the long snapper out of Michigan, probably uh, one of the best long snappers there Outside of, um, I think, Fletcher, who was at Alabama, went to Carolina before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Old Rounder, and new Ron Rivera meet, and they do a run on long snappers. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, what did you think? I, I won't ask you what you think of them, but what did you think about that trade and then giving up a five next year to Philadelphia uh, to get Cameron Cheeseman? Um well I think
1: maybe it depends on if it was already after the Panthers pick I think I think it was before the Panthers pick we traded up and I believe they may have been targeting somebody else just assuming like this is not coming mm-hmm. from any reports but then the Panthers took you know, the long snapper from Alabama. So there was a run on long snap this, you know, it started, I mean, cause somebody took a long snapper right after us. So that was just the sweet spot. The Panthers just opened Pandora's box and I guess they panicked and was like, man, we gotta get one. Like we can't just go into the off season without one. So I feel like they may have been targeting somebody else. And then once um the, the guy from Alabama got taken by the Panthers, they were like, well, we gotta get one before all of them are gone before our next pick. And so they ended up taking them. And I think it's one of those, you live with um we'll be happy again like um just like uh john bates we're we're, three years from now we're not going to think about man we should have tried to get him later we'll be happy that he's contributing and playing well for us at the end of the day um so i'm not too worried about it i mean if we're grading the draft of course it feels like a reach and you did um you docked them for that but all mm-hmm. in all, like uh, how he's really going to contribute with
0: Nick Sunberg, I think he retired or something like that. Or we just didn't they resign didn't, him. Yeah, they weren't going to resign him. But, you know, Nick Sunberg, he was here for 10 years and yeah. did his thing. So, uh, and you know, we had Ethan Albright before then. And, I, I mean, you know, it, it's good. It's a position that guy's going to be here for hopefully 10, 15 years just yeah. snapping the ball. So, you know, they. I, I mean, it's it, it's minuscule but I still think it's important so yeah. in, in this part we'll just go with if they cut the cheese it, that's just gonna be ridiculous <laughs> after that but um the g-man came up with the best pun uh he was a culture pick remember you don't get more cultured than cheese um <laughs> oh my gosh that that was actually a good one that's the best one I saw on here so far uh and thank God he has a name like Cheeseman so we can always make fun of that yeah uh, so, yeah We'll we'll go rapid fire here on the the three seventh round picks and seven seven seven. That will be your pick three number in Virginia and maybe Georgia wherever you may be. Uh, go and play that number for them old folks. Um, anyway, um, so William Bradley King, Shaka Tony, Dax Milne. I, I believe it's how they pronounce. It. Yeah, I, I know was some struggling people. with that. Yeah, I, I heard. I went and listened to some of the uh, B, BYU. Uh, games and they said milne on there mm-hmm. and i think the lady pronounced it the pick was Milne, so uh, we're just gonna say Dak. so uh yeah. <laughs> i actually william bradley king i did a mock draft and he was the only player that i picked right in the whole mock draft just had him at the <laughs> wrong pick i had him at 258 not 240 um guys undersized but got some good arms got some moves
1: mm-hmm. maybe he
0: can teach chase young multiple moves or something like that what do you think about uh, King coming here to Washington. Yeah, I like him. Just adding some weight
1: and being a an, um a nice little edge defense uh, edge rusher depth because we needed it. I mm-hmm. felt like that was a very underrated need. I mean, we literally had Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and then it was James Smith Williams who can't stay healthy yet. I mean, I like his potential, but he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Ryan Kerrigan's more than likely not coming back, so we needed to address that. And I um I like him. I I, I didn't really know about him that much, and then I went and watched the tape after we took him. I like his potential. Um, fairly athletic. Not Shaka Tony athleticism, but definitely good enough. And, and who better to learn behind Chase Young and Montez? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I, I'm telling you, I think it it could be mutually beneficial for them. And um, the guy who had probably the most intimidating picture that I could find, uh, Shaka Tony from it. And it sounds like you're saying, Shaka Tony. Uh <laughs> and they say he's undersized. He's a linebacker. He led Penn State. And uh, he's an end, but led Penn state in tackles. A lot of folks are saying maybe he could move and convert up to linebacker. What mm-hmm. did you see out of Tony in, uh his tape? Would you, would you like, what did you didn't like so far?
1: Um, I now, mean, I, I absolutely love his athleticism. Of course, I think he's mm-hmm. the third most athletic guy we took. I think only behind, uh, um, Sam Cosme and Jamin Davis. I believe he's at least top four. um, and I definitely see him transitioning to Sam linebacker. He's first mm-hmm. of all, he's even more. I think he's ten pounds lighter than um, Williams. Um, Bradley King. Um, yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. So and he's undersized for defensive end. So. I think he's going to be a really good pass specialist at, at as a floor because, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't think people are talking about this enough. He has some of the best bend in this entire class. I mean, I'm shocked that he even made it that far, especially for the teams to run a 3-4. You take that guy and develop him as just an outside linebacker in your 3-4. But for us in a 4-3, I could definitely see him moving to Sam linebacker. Um, I, I think he's basically could potentially be a more athletic Anthony Barr just off of the fact that like even in the senior bowl, they had him running coverage drills. So, Like even teams are projecting him to move to Sam linebacker. Like we, Mm -hmm. it's not even like an idea I made up. Literally at the Senior Bowl, they had him doing coverage drills as if he was a Sam linebacker, because that's obviously what he projects best as at the NFL level. And I think he literally can be a more athletic Anthony Barr, um, who made like a similar transition. And at the very least, at a the very least, we bring him down on third and longs to go get the quarterback with that ridiculous bend and explosion and, Mm -hmm. and
0: um and um pass rush ability. Yeah, and the one thing they said about both of these players was that their their arm length, their moves, like they can play a little angry, but you know sometimes they've got, really they've got solid feet at times. And you know both of them were all conference players. A lot of people may not know this, although he was at Baylor last year. Uh, Bradley King made a name for himself in the Sun Belt at Arkansas, and he at Arkansas State where he was a Red Wolf. No. We're not gonna um, say there's a premonition (laughs) there, but anyway, while he was howling there, I mean, he had 19 sacks, uh, and he was first team all conference two years in a row, then translated as a transferred as a graduate, um, to Baylor, and he just struggled in the Big 12, so that's kind of where his stock kind of fell down there. But it's going to be nice to see what these two cats can do, like you said, Tony. He's kind of undersized for an end, so maybe he can move over to uh, Sam linebacker and be that guy that we need there. And then you you may have solved your linebacking problem just like that in a draft. Um, a guy who was really interesting to me uh, that Washington decided to pick, it was the penultimate pick of the draft, uh, Dax Milne, as we said. And guy can run almost any route. Um, yeah. I, I, would like to talk to my boy, Matt Harmon and see if he, he could get a reception perception on this cat and see how he does. Uh, but he was, um, Zach Wilson's number one target at BYU. Yeah. I do, I don't know. Do you see him making the roster? And I mean, if he, if he is, as he's touted, he was a junior at BYU. He came out, I guess, because Zach Wilson left. So he wouldn't have that target. <laughs> um, what, I mean, I, I like what he can do. And, and I think he'd be a great slot receiver at the next level. Talk about Dax Milne.
1: For me, I mean, as far as his roster spot, it depends on if Adam Humphreys can stay healthy. Cause last year was ugly. Cause mm. you know, like Kelvin Harmon missed cause a leg injury. Cam Sims, um, back when he got hurt, 2018 leg injury, things like that. Antonio Gandy going leg injury, but like his, um, Adam Humphreys was like concussions while he missed, the majority of a season and that's Mm -hmm. pretty alarming and i'm pretty sure that's why we paid him such little money so there's i don't feel like there's a lot for adam humphreys to make the roster and i feel like if anybody were to take a spot it would be milne because i feel like Mm -hmm. he's a high floor but you know relatively low ceiling slot guy who can also potentially return but um he has no holes in his game um good route runner good really good hands you look at some of zach wilson's highlights the some of the passes aren't even accurate it's 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 Milne laying out to go right. get corral those passes. Like he he can pretty much do everything you need. He just doesn't have the athletic potential as a as a Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Deami Brown. But he's very dependable. I think that high floor will be the reason he ends up making the roster. Because at the very least, you know I'm comfortable with him being a starting slot for us going forward, mm-hmm. which and- will allow Curtis Samuel to move more around instead of being you know restricted to the slot.
0: Yeah, and this was his breakout party uh, last season at BYU. And, and, you know, I I actually watched a piece actually this afternoon um, about his mom. His mom is a stage four cancer survivor, and he was going Uh to BYU when he was there. So I think the kid has more motivation than just going to the the next level. We'll see how I can uh, comment. I can't even talk how he can um, section that off and, and, you know, kind of work through those situations. But uh, I think his mother's doing really well. She looked good in the piece that they did. So, you know, I, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder that he he's going to do something. But like you said, Humphrey's better watch out because it's not a guaranteed roster spot. They did not pay him a lot of money to come here. So it, it would be interesting to see um, from that. And overall with this draft, and I, I hate doing this because it's kind of like what our, one our comments said it's stupid to grade these picks because you never know until three years down the road. But right mm. now, um, what, as far as you, you see, what, what would you give a grade? Com- a compartmentalized? There you go. Anthony yeah. had a big, um, yeah, it, it's late. It's late, brother. I'm gonna say it's Wednesday night. DC ain't yeah, gonna do that to us, man. Yeah, man. Compartmentalize. That's what he said. Because I was stumbling <laughs> over that word. My my brother, uh, he he checks me out. I appreciate that. But yeah, what would you give this? Uh just just for kicks and giggles, what would you give? Well,
1: for apparently, if the mission was to get the most athletic guys, the most versatile guys in the draft, mm-hmm. it's an A plus. But for me, I would I would give it a solid B, maybe B plus. Um, mm-hmm. it and and it's, it's, it's probably one of the hardest drafts to grade immediately afterwards because we literally went after straight potential. Yeah. I mean, even Jamin Davis isn't like we know where we're getting, like a Micah Parsons or Jabril Cox. Uh, he I think he has the potential to be better than all of them. But like, we just don't know yet. Everybody's but Samuel Cosme potential. Um, say Juice, like, we super don't know. John Bates, I think, is John Bates and Milne are probably like the most we are. And uh, mm-hmm. um, Sh- are probably the most we pretty much know what we're getting day one guys. Right. Everybody else is just super most athletic guy at their position in the draft type of thing and super versatility and also high character. If we're going for high character, this is an A plus. I mean, we got Jamin Davis, I'm not sure if you know, the Real night he terror. got drafted, yeah. He didn't even go party after he yep. drafted he literally went to bed early. He was like, Oh, it's time to get to work. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? Like it's it's those type of high character guys that Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew were literally searching for. And they accomplished that. So for what they wanted, A plus to me overall, I think it was probably a B B plus.
0: Yeah, and uh shout out to the HTWR podcast. I was on there with them last night. You can check that out on Apple and They talked about what Jamin Davis said, which you can't have a million dollar um, lifestyle with a a dollar work, uh, dollar work ethic or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, I I mean, if that don't get you pumped uh, about what this kid is all about and Ron military background itself, I think that's going to bode out well for him. Uh, But like you said, potential is key in this draft. Uh, I hate to say it like this, but they're selling hope. But I'm hopeful that they'll get this right. Uh, And and look at our draft picks last year. They played a major role outside of Sadiq Charles. All these guys really had a significant role on this team last year. Very young. And they're remaking this team. And hopefully it's going to turn out to be the same thing uh, come here in 2021. Yeah. Right.
1: Even beyond the draft, I, I feel like we need to give our positional coaches the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Because we brought in Wes Schweitzer. He was the backup guard on a bad Atlanta Falcons offensive mm-hmm. line. Cornelius Lucas was a occasional starter for the Bears. Logan Thomas was struggling. For, I mean, literally the only game good game he had was against us and before we took him Um um, I mean, the, <laughs> 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 Ronald Darby was yeah. – people thought he was washed. I mean, Eagles were on our heads on Twitter about signing him, and then he ended up being um, having the most passes defense in the NFL. Um, um, I feel like I'm missing somebody else. But, like, we've brought in just McKinley. a we- yeah, McKissick. Thank a, you. Yeah. Like we uh-huh. we've gotten the most out of guys, and not only do we know how to develop them and get the most out of them, our coaches know which posi- like in which positions to put them in. We made sure Jamie McKissick was pure third down back. We made sure Logan Thomas, even though it was ugly early, we just kept throwing him the ball. Like no, Scott Turner, you, you, hey, you gonna you gonna catch these passes eventually? You are gonna learn how to catch yeah. in game. We just kept forcing it to him. Um, and, and Cornelius Lucas having to go out there and block against um. Like um uh, um from uh, the Cardinals
0: uh oh um edge rusher uh oh oh shoot
1: I'm thinking Ch- uh, Chandler
0: Jones I think was so Chandler I
1: think he may- maybe Jeron Christian was still blocking them but either way like he yeah, yeah, was. was going to get some great some, some 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 good like we were putting them out there we were like yeah. you're gonna learn today like yep. I don't care I mean we we, we want to win but at the end of the day we need y'all to get these important reps practice is not going to cut it. Um and I feel like they're going to probably do the same thing with these guys potentially depending on how they look at this season. And again, we just need to give them the benefit of the doubt. What they got out of that crop of guys we just said for free agency like you said with the draft last mm-hmm. season, with guys coming in to have an immediate impact. I'm giving this coaches that the benefit of the doubt until they prove me wrong.
0: Right. And I I think that's what Ron Rivera did was he assembled a coaching staff that uh is very versed uh, if you look at it from position standpoint, you brought back Randy Jordan, um, who is who is great at, te- at coaching versatile runbacks because he was one. A lot of people don't realize he's the first touchdown scorer in Jaguars history as a running back. He caught it. He caught a pass from Mark Brunel. So, and and you look at Ah. uh, Drew uh, Terrell is new uh, taking over for the previous coach. Who's got uh, bumped up and then um, Hostler. Yeah. And then you've got Matsko Hainer Hainer. Don't forget the tight ends coach. He resurrected Greg Olson's career. And then what Mm -hmm. he did, what I think is his best job is with Logan Thomas because (laughs) If we were sitting here last year in the pandemic and everything and we said, Logan Thomas is going to be your number one tight end going into the next season. They would have looked at us with crazy. They would (laughs) have shut down and reported our channels, Rico. And now (laughs) we're like, Logan (laughs) Thomas is the man. Um, And and then on defense, you've got um, Sam Mills third. Who, who has been a, a coach in Carolina system for years, t- coaching this offensive uh, defensive line? Steve Russ, who's had experience in college here, and then that that triple headed uh, assault back there. You've got Harris, you've got uh, Richard Rogers, who is one of uh, Ron Rivera's best friends. This whole coaching staff it, is mm-hmm. loaded with talent, and, and then this is the quote that Soldman said uh, he got it right. You can't expect a million dollar dream with a minute minimum wage work ethic. Yeah amen. That's what Jamin Davis said. And then DC said, uh you're kept, uh, my Jesse Jackson You're kept up with hope and down with dope. <laughs> and in the words of the great esteemed pastor Reverend Ike, you can't lose with the stuff I use. Um yes, so, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> but we, we move on from the draft and oh wait, the, oh, one more oh, thing, go more brother. With
1: the positional coaches, I like the fact that Ron Rivera trusts them as well because Pete yes. is the one that wanted Logan Thomas. Scott mm-hmm. Turner was the one that's like, just give me Taylor Heineke. I can make something happen. He also wanted Antonio Gibson. So I like the fact that Ron Rivera, like, listen, he's not just, oh, yeah, I'm the man in charge. What I say goes. He listens. He's like, oh, you want this guy? You said yeah. you can do this with him? Okay, I'll go get him for you. Make it happen. That's the, I love that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean you're you're absolutely right. He he trusts he's got people around him that he trusts, and I think that's why he cleared out the front office. That's why he brought in <laughs> Marty Herney, uh his best yeah. friend. I mean, you go look at if you go search Marty Herney and Ron Rivera, there's a picture of Ron Rivera holding a binder and just holding it together, looking at Marty talks. I'm like, Yeah, this guy, he, he they they're buds. So um yeah. So we kind of get into uh, past the draft and everything. And the biggest question was that um, quarterback was not addressed. And Mm -hmm. we talked about um, maybe possibly getting a quarterback or anything like that. Uh, Didn't do it. You were a Trey Lance guy. um, And we didn't get We talked about that. But there could be something on the horizon as well uh, with another quarterback. And some crazy, crazy scenarios, uh, as I kind of alluded to on Saturday on one of my videos uh, on the ISN Network. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy in Green Bay. And they say in two, two, uh, two, two, two ones, uh, Ionitis and Ryan Fitzpatrick. If I if you're the general man, if you're Robert Vera, do you make that do you make that call to Green Bay and make that offer?
1: Immediately.
0: Inme- Man, no! we are literally
1: we are literally Aaron Rodgers away. I don't care if it's a three to five year rental. Winning a Super Bowl is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And as much as I, even, even if this next crop of quarterbacks in the draft turn out well, we, I don't predict us having any, I don't predict us having the 19th pick or higher. I think we're mm-hmm. going to be even lower. We're going to have to give up more to get that franchise quarterback than we would have had to give up to move up to get Justin yeah. Fields. So I think... If, if you got it, I say mm-hmm. do it. I mean, I like that I, but Aaron Rodgers on any – I like the fact the way Chris Cooley worded it. Like, Aaron Rodgers gets you nine wins on any team in the NFL. Exactly. You put them on the Lions. You put them on the worst teams out here doing it, the, 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 the Jets anybody the jaguars he gets you nine wins alone and i feel like i'm higher on our roster outside of the quarterback position than most people i like when i took it when i take a look at the bills last year i felt like our offensive line was on par receiving core you could say well going into next season better our our def- defense is clearly better um we're just missing the quarterback Um, pretty much any team in the playoffs last year except for the bucks you can point at and say we're better than them in a lot of different ways And we're literally just missing that guy at quarterback. And if all you're giving up is Matt Ioannidis, who I love, but he doesn't play more than 12 games a season. And once you have Aaron Rodgers, you don't need those first-round picks. The team is solid. You drafted depth today. I trust our our ability to sign free agents. We saw how William Jackson – William Jackson wouldn't have signed with us three years ago. He literally was like, I like Rivera's culture. I'm willing to take a little less money. More teams offered me more money but I'm willing to take this money to play on a great defense and will Rivera's coaches away with a sign free agents. I believe our, 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 I believe in us drafting well late. So if we're losing, I think it was only two first round picks, two seconds. Oh yeah, I'm doing yeah. it. I'm, I'll taking that three, five year window to win a super bowl, which is what I care about the most.
0: Right? No, no. And, and that's the key. Uh, we need to win a damn playoff game before anything. Shout out to Linda. <laughs> Thank you for dropping by. Uh, I mean, we haven't won a playoff game since 2005, Um, I'm going to tell, uh, and I, this is what I look at it as. Yes. What I do it. I'm adjusting that trade. I'm not giving up four picks. I may give up. And and you know what? To hell with them. I'm sending Landon Collins because if we're going to take that, if we're taking that contract hit, I'm sending Landon Collins over there with that toxic uh, contract for a bag of ruffles. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got a half bottle of water. Got a half bottle of water. I'll send over there. You can. Oh yeah. I, I was listening. To, I, I like listening to the Team 980 and um, up here, uh, up there in D.C. And I, I called into uh, Chris Russell and Pete Methurst show. And Chris Russell is vehemently against it. And, you know, we and a big <laughs> fan of Chris Russell. So uh, he can tell you all about him. But anyway, th- he's talking about, well, he's not big in the play. Do you know the crap Aaron Rodgers has had to deal with for 16 <laughs> years living in the cold? living like i mean living in a small town you might as well come and live with me down in the uh in the tip end of virginia right now um and maybe because he's getting married his wife don't want to live in the cold she doesn't want to see snow in september but yeah. you can't tell who cares if he's a jerk if he can win you nine ten games and are we forgetting they say oh he's gonna mess up the culture Who did Ron Rivera draft in 2011? Who did he draft? (laughs) He drafted Medea, didn't he? He drafted the biggest drama queen there was, Cam Newton.
1: and took him to a
0: Super Bowl in four years. Are you kidding me? I'd do this deal, but I would adjust a little bit. I'll give him the two ones. I'm not giving up two twos for him. I'll give him a player, Fitzpatrick. And then send it on there because you know at the end of the day, they want to get rid of him. That's what oh, that's yeah. what it's gonna come down to, and nobody's gonna pay that price, or unless they're gonna find some masseuses like they did in Houston with Deshaun Watson, and then say, Oh, well, Aaron Rodgers did all this, and Aaron Rodgers did this, that, and the third. But uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. I do it, man. I I, I think that um it, 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 we're trying to win Super Bowls here and, and I don't want, I don't want to love my quarter. If I can hate my quarterback, that's fine. But if he wins, I can say, I hate that bastard, but I'm like, we won that game. That
1: And I think uh, he's so disgruntled is, I think he's, I mean, of course he's naturally just like that a mm-hmm. little bit, but I think the majority of his like, you know, off the field issues comes from how much he just dislikes that team. Drafting Jordan Love without telling them ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they only they've only drafted two Mm -hmm. offensive players in the first round since what like 2012 2010 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like they're it it seems like they're not prioritizing him at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't seem like and he you could tell from his viewpoint. I think they released one of his friends, it was like a receiver, they released him in the preseason last year, one of his close friends. Yeah, like, yeah. You can tell he's just upset, and I feel like he wouldn't be upset here. First of all, we'd be winning a lot of games, so, I mean, how upset can you be? Well, our defense is on par with with the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers is clearly better than um, Tom Brady head-to-head, so I think we would immediately become at least a top three, te- top three team in the league, and what would you have to complain about at that point?
0: Exactly. I think you he puts you in the top three. He put, I think Aaron Rodgers puts you in the NFC Championship game. And, and no doubt, and, and no doubt about it. Shout out to a song coming over from Tim's. Um, let's see if they try to make us take all of a Rod's money plus six draft. They're going to take Landon off our hands. Period. Real story. No, I mean y'all think about Detroit. That Detroit trade with the Rams, right? They they had to, the Rams had to give up a whole lot more than what what Matt Stafford was worth. Let's not be yeah. honest with that because the Rams had to give up that contract. They needed help with Jared Goff's contract to get them out of salary cap hell. I don't see who in their right mind would be like, I get people talking about the money and everything, but the NFL is so damn fleeting and it's only, it, it's only few and far and in between that you can go out here and win a game championship window and you're going to pussyfoot around and this defensive line's not going to be here in a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, I, I mean, that's honestly. Shout out to Rolando. What's up, my man, the savant? Ooh. Rolando with the $20 super chat. Appreciate you, brother. He was the savant. He called out Sam Cosme the morning of, and we got him. Shout out. Hey, Corey and Rico. I mean, what's, what's up, 20? the rent, brother? I have a question for you both. Would you guys trade for Aaron Rodgers for a first? and a third next year, a starting defensive lineman. And would you also trade – and who would you trade between Payne and Allen? Rico, I think we answered the first I, – I I think th- this is better than what you and I came up with, but I'll let you go ahead first.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's tough, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is clearly worth more than all of that. Um, so I guess, yes, even though it hurt my heart to get rid of either one of those guys, I will definitely give up Ioannidis way before I give up those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, between Payne and Allen, I, oh my, hey man, that's right. Before last year, I would have said Allen easily, but Allen was really good last year. Like really good.
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm waiting for your answer. I'm sorry. I, I need a second. I need I, I I would do that in a minute. I do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, and for sure. I, I, I'm okay with giving up Jonathan Allen. And the only reason why I say giving up Jonathan Allen is um because his contract is up. His contract is up at the end of this year. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. It's not because of what he he how he's played or anything like that. I would give him up in, in, in that in that traded package. Like Like I said, the window is small and we can't assume like people we're we're too afraid. This is one thing I I think about us as fans. We, we think we know we're good, right? We, we, we know we're good. We we're saying, Hey, Taylor Heineke almost took you to a divisional round date. Right. But Mm -hmm. we're not willing to do what it takes. Sometimes you have to be bold. You have to be bold. And Aaron Rodgers, man, If he wants to come here and you can put together the package for him, I don't see why you don't do it. I'd send Allen in a minute, man. I I really would. And and third down says throwing Sheriff, too. You know what? I ain't against that either. (laughs) I'm not against throwing away Sheriff, too. I said, look, if you don't – and y'all got to think, too. Does Sheriff want to be here? Does does Landon Collins want to win? One of the biggest things we got out of Landon Collins was he's in the NFC East. And we play the New York Giants. Y'all just take this roundabout guess for me. How many times have we be, beat the Giants since um Landon Collins has been in Washington?
1: It's so sad.
0: How, I, I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real it's... with you. I, I really am. I, I'm being serious. Get gone. Go Get out of here. I don't have time for you. If you're not being about winning, go ahead. Go go. That, that's not that's the culture. The culture is to win. And if you want to win by any means necessary, go ahead and get Aaron Rodgers. Give up, uh, g- give up Allen and everything.
1: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Aaron Rodgers matters too much, bro. people forget yeah. the quarterback is the most valuable, exactly. valuable position. And I mean, I I love Jonathan Allen, I love DeRon Payne, but the the train would keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the train would keep moving. We'll
0: just end up finding another guy. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Let's see here. We got some. Um, got Ken said we don't need a thirty-six year old quarterback at the tail end of his career. Should develop our own talent. We went out and got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ken. And hey, bro, Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: I don't know if, it, if 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 forty if forty-five touchdowns. And I think it, no forty-eight touchdowns, five interceptions last year is his tail end. I'm taking it. I'll take, right. I'll take.
0: I'll take. I'll take the tail end. Here we go. Look, I was looking at this. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has thrown double-digit interceptions in. Hold on. Let me see here now. He has not thrown double digits uh, in a season in a decade. 2010 through 11. That's ridiculous. He threw five last year, nine the year before that, two. And so he threw nine. 11 interceptions in three years, starting 16 games.
1: Yes, yeah, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. And like, he's not even Alex Smith, who's just dinking and dunking. He's slinging it.
0: Right. He is slinging that ball. I mean, y'all, A, y'all can go ahead. And I, I mean, some people might not be for it. And, and like I said, this, could, this is a pipe dream right now. Ain't nothing. Yeah. This is all just speculation. Not like it's going to happen. But I mean. The folks that trust Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you could count to QBR and everything. I really worry about your sanity. I really do because he's proven to us that he's only good in spot duty. Yeah, at the end of the day, they said, Well, he's played his best season, he got spelled for Tua and then came back and replaced Tua. We can't have that. That's exactly what happened last year. And that's our biggest question mark. Go out with a bang, go out with a bang, splash. And I want a guy who who doesn't lose against Dallas, the Giants, the Eagles. Come on now, be be real with us, man. Um and, and kind of moving off of that, Jack Dorreal mm. came out today huh. and said that <laughs> I know I know, keep your head up, Rico. Keep your head up. What's up? What's up, Daily Grind? How you doing, brother? Uh, and King Scorch is not happy with us either way, but it's all good. Um, (laughs) Landon Collins is going to play strong safety. And Jack said, don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it. I don't know if you've seen it yet or, or you, you heard him yet. What were you thinking about Landon Collins coming back and he's going to play that strong safety. He ain't going linebacker, brother.
1: Boy, it is crazy because he even mentioned Landon Collins is losing weight to make sure he plays safety like they're like all they're all in on him playing safety. There's no chance of him playing linebacker. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, that made me a little sad. I want to keep, you know, giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. But this one right here, I'm very. (laughs) Oh, I'm not a big fan of this at all.
0: Shoot. Positivity going out the window, man. Uh, but, uh, we've got, we, we've kind of <laughs> hit the hour mark here, man. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I, I appreciate you coming on here with us and y'all got any final questions, leave them in the comments here and then we'll get ready to wrap up. Uh, for, for real, we have the best roster in the division. Can't be losing those, uh, those bozos in New York, Dallas, or Philly anymore. I think Aaron Rodgers will put you up there and and go. I'll go. I'll say I'll entertain you with this. Go look at Aaron Rodgers record in the NFC against the NFC East. That should tell you everything you need to know. He does Mm -hmm. not lose to the NFC East very often. And I think we I I think maybe us. And maybe the Giants probably have the most wins against him. So. Y'all take it for what it's worth in in, in that respect, Um, but. I don't know, but uh, you got anything before we wrap up here, Rico? Man, I just the the
1: whole Landon Collins thing, man. That ruined <laughs> all the momentum, man. I was I was so I was I was watching film on the guys we drafted. like, oh, okay, <laughs> this guy we could do this with him, we could do that with him. You know, I'm looking up quarterbacks next year. You know, my boy Malik Willis. You know, and then here come Landon Collins will for sure play free uh safety, well back end right. safety, and he's losing weight to do it, so he's probably not going to be in the box much. And now it's just like, come on, bro. Like this, it just like, why? We were having so much fun. We had five days of fun in Jack DeRio. What was the purpose of him even saying that? You could have let us wonder, you could have let me dream of him playing linebacker for the next few months. He didn't have to do that.
0: No, I look, I, I'm glad he put it down already. Look, look, so that We can focus on other things. We can keep our hope up. Look, I done kept my hope up for Deshaun Watson. Uh had Dak yeah. Prescott in my in my rearview mirror for a little bit. And um what else was the other one? It was Landon Collins playing linebacker. I just want my hopes burned up and trading up in the draft for a quarterback, maybe. Even though my boy from uh Scott Abraham said it ain't gonna happen. And Scott Jackson said the same thing. Excuse me. What's up, King Sean? How you doing, brother? Um, but yeah, I, hey Rico, brother. I appreciate you coming on here. Y'all check out Rico if you haven't. I, I know most of y'all have, but make sure you check him out. Subscribe to him, follow him on Twitter at street scores. Rico and um you know we're gonna have to do this again brother probably uh oh for sure probably, yeah this was this was a blast man and I appreciate you uh coming on here and, and we'll be keeping up with each other on Twitter and, and watching mm-hmm. the videos and everything uh but this young hey this young man y'all he is doing his thing like I said he is part of that young big three in the Washington football YouTube community and uh actually we're alumni of the Burgundy zone now. Cause I actually got to talk with Kyle and them last week. So Kyle ah, and the Mike, Yeah, yes, man. And that was a, I love a it great, over there. Yeah, man. They there. are good. They are good dudes. Kyle was broadcasting from, um, FedEx field during the draft day. So I got to talk with them for about 15 oh. minutes. So, um, yeah, go in, y- y'all go check down and check out Rico's, uh, episode two, wherever you can find your podcast at, but y'all, Again, Rico, appreciate you, brother. I'm Sanchez 40. I'm Sanchez 405, y'all. As always, and catch me next Wednesday. I'm going live our annual schedule release show. It's going to be big. I'm gonna try to get some guests on here as well. But as always, love, peace, and hail, y'all. And I'll be talking to y'all real soon. We are out.